Sneaker Business Talk. It's the Soul Material Podcast. So I think that's a perfect way for us to uh, uh, transition into more uh, business talk, you know, because you're giving us some of the background, talk about a little bit uh, specific uh, details about the, the, the process with the sneakers uh, um, and, and bringing those storylines to life, but you know, now back to you, uh, uh, Xavier, you know, like where mm-hmm. inspired you to get into this field? You talked a little bit about, you know, some of the performance aspects of your childhood and, you know, yeah. um, family um, uh, influences, yeah. you know. Um, so what, what inspired you to, um, you know, and, and drive this passion to um, keep uh, to not only get into this industry, but, you know, keep climbing the ladder? Yeah, man, again, I think that initial thing was just family. Like, again, like my cousin's a little bit older than me. They were, like, in high school at the time. And, again, being that uh, the, the kind of annoying cousin that wanted to be cool, you know, just <laughs> trying to be around them and, you know, get that sign off. You know, like, remembering, like, S. Doc Carter's coming out or Vince Carter's shocks or all these moments as a younger kid, seeing how the older kids were interacting to it kind of initially drew me to product. And then uh, being a little bit, of, you know, artistically inclined, being, you know, getting in art class and stuff like that was always, you know, a plus. And as I kind of matured, um, you know, just footwear kind of kind of became a constant. I think um, at one point I did this uh, program with the Flint Urban League and they actually had an art project. They're like, yo, you guys got to design shoes today. And I was like, what? Somebody design shoes? And from that moment on, it was like, yo, this is the mission. Like, I didn't really have a plan B. I didn't really have any other thing. It was like, I really want to make this, uh, you know, come to fruition. And then slowly just, you know, small increments of success over time kind of kept snowballing into this thing. And it kind of manifested itself over a course of a, of a decade or so um, that led me to kind of get to where I got to. But um, again, um, I guess early shoes that inspired me, you know, like Air Jordan 17 or Answer 4, uh, Jumpman Team 2, like, um, just stuff like that that was like really cool to me as a young kid or like I aspired to have or I, I got uh, T-Mac to stuff like that where it was like it made you feel a certain way um, I like that feeling and you know again my influences around me also put emphasis on footwear and it just became something I was like yo I want to be a part of it and I guess naively I kept chasing the path and it actually became a reality because I didn't really have anyone to show show me how to do it again like seeing you know Dwayne Edwards or Jason Maiden on you know the Jumpman 23 site was like oh wow and I was like once I got to high school like okay so again like that another moment where it's like okay I keep, i'm getting a little closer towards that like let me keep following this path and um eventually um during high school start taking courses at this like uh trade school called the gisd skill center in flint where they had like a design program which taught you like graphics and stuff so i would leave high school midday go do that get to see different art schools get to have visibility to what a portfolio looks like and then eventually started playing the art schools and then learning that was super expensive then finding out eastern michigan had product design then learning about apparel and textiles learning about garment construction so it's like all these like little steps to things that kind of kept you know pushing me towards you know footwear um over the course of time but it was just kind of um, that initial spark of like these shoes mean a lot more than just, you know, foot coverings. They can provoke a sense of emotion or, um, you know, make you feel a certain way. And uh, from a young age, I was able to kind of realize that and kind of chase that path. Xavier, one thing that I know me and the shark love to hear is the diversity in your taste. I heard T-Max, <laughs> I heard Iverson, yeah. I heard Jordan. So that yeah. initial like foundation that you had shows the path that you had taken. And this is great to hear that you just weren't on. Of course, it's pre-social media anyway, but it's just good to hear yeah. the diversity in the brands and the models that you liked during that yeah. time where you where you knew this is what you kind of wanted to do. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, to your point, like, East Bay and stuff, like, man, it was awesome to see just the full, like, breadth of it. Like, even, like, Dada was cool. It was like, yo, like, I want to try these out. Like, why not? Like, it was like, you know, and, you know, see where being from Michigan, too. So, yeah, always just having that kind of, um, you know, diverse experience. But also, it's like, kind of being unique, too. Like, I guess that's kind of went away in, uh, you know, current culture with kids kind of following a little bit more. And maybe social media adds to that. But it was always dope to have something nobody else had. So, if you could get a Kobe... Um, Adidas uh, Audi inspired shoe that someone was a little scared to rock or something to kind of set you apart. So it was always like being a little bit unique. So um, kind of always teetered in like being a little bit different, but also knowing what was up, you know, kind of what was widely accepted by the, you know, the group think, but like, okay, I want to do something a little different. So I don't know, I always kind of had eclectic tastes, I guess I would say <laughs> in general, but again, yeah. it's well-rounded, uh, um, um, you know, so, and, and, and like uh, Kevin just said, it, you know, it's evolved over time. We might have more clone action going on. Everyone's yeah. going after the same stuff, and, and and like we, it was more of a cool factor um, to differentiate. Uh, um, like, because you didn't want to, you like the goal was to not have what everyone else exactly. had. Uh, um, exactly. It's almost like everyone's just trying to keep up with the Joneses more yeah. than uh, uh, per se. You see what I did? Um, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. being able to, you know, you know, really. Um, Again, making your style, you know, change the laces, do this, you know, or or, or mm-hmm. it's not the, I, I call, used to call them like the mannequin fits, like when yeah. you style it and you put it in the window, yeah. that's yep. not exactly, yeah. that's not <laughs> how you're supposed to be wearing yeah. That's just a yeah. model just to show off what we have yeah. at that time. Uh-huh. But the retail, like I would go out and see, you know, mannequin, I would call them mannequin. I was like, yo, you just got the, 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 yeah. the first level. So you didn't want to like. It's like four pieces of collection. You want to like uh-huh. switch the top and the bottom or something and make uh-huh. it you, you know uh-huh. what I mean? So, yeah. um, no. So, you know, and you, you talked about some of that uh, evolution a little bit, but let's just fast forward it to more today because the, the consumer bit, you know, the cycle uh, um, and, and the, the business cycle, uh, um, uh, production cycle, everything has been a little wacky with the, the pandemic. Uh, um, uh, supply chain has, has mm-hmm. impacted so many different, uh, like bit, all businesses globally because you couldn't use yeah. some brands miss seasons with their, their yeah. retailers. Uh, um, so, like, you know, what are your thoughts on the, like, the, the consumer mindset in the uh, post pandemic, uh, Eric? We're not all the way through it, but we're just, you know, that initial, you know, 2020, 2021, uh, yeah. everyone locked down, everything's, you know, the whole retail landscape brick and mortar malls it is not the same anymore Um, so what are your thoughts on 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 the the current landscape yeah i think definitely uh post-covid i think they're starting to sort the supply chain issues out a little bit um see some brands uh are doing better than others think the smaller guys kind of got impacted the most um but um but yeah i think overall though the consumer kind of habits are kind of going to remain the same and if anything it seems like it's almost amplifying like i'm curious to see what this next shift is going to be but we've kind of seen this kind of tidal wave of um you know the social media influence and you know you kind of have the the yeezy and the travis scott guys at the top but yeezy not being at adidas anymore maybe it's someone else to come in and kind of move that tide um not at adi but like a new person in general um who knows who that person is i think it's time for it but um think the overall consumer habits will kind of go back to where they were i think you know the traditional brick and mortar or you know store spaces are kind of going away but i do feel like the younger generation has this admiration for the buy sell trade um kind of thing i think um um po- like a little bit before covid the round two kind of really kicked that off with their online kind of show and yep. it kind of spread um and i think you'll kind of see that a little bit more and 
I, I wouldn't be shocked to see brands actually implement that themselves. Like at the end of the day, StockX is almost becoming like this thing where everyone kind of validates everything, the costing behind whatnot. And the brands are missing so much money on the second secondary market. If it's a way for you to go into the actual Nike store and trade in, you know, a pair of something that you bought for something else or even buy a used pair, I think that could be cool because kids don't have that uh, fresh out of the box kind of stigma that we may have had um, um, growing That's up. That's a good you know. way to put it. Uh, but um, I'm not 100% sure uh, overall. I think, again, things are recovering slowly. Again, I think uh, the bigger brands, definitely market share kind of increased because they were able to kind of, you know, use their, their resources a little bit better than others that were a little bit limited. Um, but um, I think the consumer is still kind of gravitating to that, um, you know, the overall kind of hype mentality. But I do feel I do like the, the buy, sell, tra trade kind of uh, mentality that the young kids are growing up with. Like I watch vlogs all the time on um, like the cool kicks and stuff and like see 11 year olds coming there with like a white on white Air Force One and trying to flip it for you know, a New Balance 550 or whatever they can, you know, and they're willing to buy it used or worn, which is kind of cool, too. Um, but um, hype is still kind of, you know, supersedes everything at the moment. But uh, we'll see. Maybe the bubble will burst. I mean, we just seen kind of that uh, the whole NFT and uh, metaverse thing kind of slow down a bit, which, you know, last year at this time, that was going to be the future of everything. So um, maybe we'll see. Some of those values have plummeted. <laughs> plummeted. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the For same sure. time, like you're saying, with the the um, the, the retail locations, um, yeah. there's a lot of there's some consolidation going on. Yeah. Um, you know, just just and, and re-strategizing. You know, we've, we've right. had full episodes just on Foot Locker strategy yeah. um, uh, and, and their, their lace-up strategy and where they're going uh, um, and where they're trying to get do strategic missions for um, sneaker culture, but then at the same time, you know, the 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 makeup of the the product line in the store is going to shift a little bit. But then you yeah. also have your you know the urban uh, retailers yeah. actually like putting their powers together. You know, I come from the lineage of DTLR downtown locker yeah. and, and them. You know, but them uh, uh, merging with uh, Sneaker Villa or Are You Villa yeah. uh, um, for for them to improve their distribution. And then you have yeah. your your finish lines and your, uh, uh, you know, JD sports, JD you know, sports. And, right. yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, and then there's acquisitions on yeah, top of those uh, um, because yeah. the, the businesses are still booming, but you know, I think you have, you're onto something with the, the buy sell trade because like, you know, we've questioned some of the longevity uh, of it only because of the integrity of, you know, the inconsistency of the integrity yeah. of who, <laughs> who's running the, the, the shops. Um, but yeah. if it was done right. I feel like, you know the 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 brands would would be stupid not to uh, participate in in being able to you know recycle your your program uh, you know any product yeah. because like is it the product or is it the lifelong consumer that you want that's the rhetorical mm -hmm. I throw rhetorical the... questions out here but it's something like that right so just as far as that you know uh, and then also like give us a a snapshot too um just uh, just in the e-commerce world because there's a lot going on physically you know that was impacted with um uh, distribution and and the pandemic you know but you know there was peaks and valleys and a lot of good peaks um uh, with with e-commerce uh, um, uh, yeah. uh, as, as well so you know uh, can you just speak a little bit on some of those strategies where there's through the just the digital wave of you know influencers and just yeah you know specific things for specific websites and apps it's all e-commerce um yeah yeah and again this is definitely me speaking from like a fan perspective because mm -hmm. literally like on the product side more so than the actual you know um you know retail kind of sales space but um 
Yeah, I think you've been seeing like a lot, you know, the the app developments. I know you guys are familiar with like sneakers and, you know, probably the biggest app out there. But um, I think it's like your brand's trying to be more integrated with like the day to day of the consumer and providing incentives for them to get access to certain product. I think we've seen that come up quite a bit. But um, yeah, just in the physical, I mean, the physical like online space, again, I feel like the the posts like retail, like um, purchasing kind of avenues where there's the stock X, where there's the goats are still kind of the prominent space where people are willing to pay that secondary market uh, price for things that they want because they still aren't getting access to the, you know, the uh, desired product. And again, I think they're trying to find avenues to kind of um, kind of, um, I guess, fix that. But at the end of the day, it's like it's almost become a job at hand to kind of still like to enter these raffles and to get to sign up to, you know, to put, you know, to put your name in the mix. So it just kind of becomes this thing where I don't know if the consumer is um, really bought in quite yet. But again, I would be very, very curious to see if how the young kids look at it because they're entering raffles. I, I forget what the number was behind that Travis Scott uh, drop where it was like over what was it like 20 million people entered to the, yeah, the raffle like 21 22 something like that which is <laughs> for how many pairs uh, yeah, uh exactly. you know like you gotta be realistic sometimes and rt mark the street shark was one of the ones that 1.5 percent that got lucky so he don't oh wow that that. That <laughs> yeah he's part of 1.5 percent so it did, it did exist <laughs> Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, man, yeah, that's no cap, nuts. it did happen. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm I'm curious to see if they'll start letting like the um kind of algorithms or for for uh formulas for who who's allowed to purchase stuff um be more um, visible to the public. But then again, it just creates more demand for people to kind of figure out ways to manipulate the system in order to get the shoes. Or eventually, just I'm just gonna pay my two hundred over retail at StockX or whatever, figure it out. So it's an interesting uh take on it all but again like um even at at, in my settings with people who actually work on this product they're still going to secondary markets buying stuff so it's like interesting like the people at nike aren't really hitting on sneakers like like you would think they're like oh i had to go to to go or i had to go to StockX, or hopefully the employee store has a has a a quick strike kind of drop of this and hopefully we get access to it but they're still kind of trying to figure it out too so it's interesting uh the new space i'm glad that you said that too because i too as you know, working on the corporate retail side, yeah. you know, people just assume that I just get, and I'm like, nah. no, um, nah, like, you don't man. understand, like, it's actually sometimes against the rules for me to be the yeah, first one to get something yep. uh, because it's limited stock or whatever, and yeah. it's for the consumers, not for all yeah. the insiders, so it's always yeah. this debate of, like, you know, yeah, like, I, you know, it, it, you get into a little entitlement, like, hold on, wait, yeah. like, but I'm me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know no, what yeah. I'm saying? So, no, I get yeah, hey. people hit you like you to plug. I'm like, yo, I don't have, I don't even know how to get that. <laughs> <laughs> about to but, plug, yeah. I'm about to connect, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. not either, you know, I'm a, <laughs> right. I'm a, exactly. a customer first. Uh, exactly, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ship it over real quick, Xavier. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of talking heads between the blogs, the websites, Instagram, everything mm-hmm. in between, but I'm going to go ahead and put us on there right now. I think so material, from my understanding, is the only talking heads yeah. that i know of that has even brought up diversity and belonging yeah. inclusion and equity For sure. as far as an angle when talking about us as consumers or company mm. footwear so forth give us your view on just diversity equity and inclusion on your end as far as with footwear sneaker design giving you our part of that Dwayne Edwards tree yeah man it's tough man um it's not a lot of diversity again i I will say um when i started off at reebok it was definitely pretty diverse in terms of um having um 
you know, minorities and roles of leadership. And I think that's really what like really matters and really helps with like re- retaining talent and, you know, growing and fostering people's career path. Because um, a lot of times we may get the opportunity to get in the door, but if you don't have someone vocally kind of um, ensuring that your career is going, you know, to, to, to that to that path to get you where you want to get to, or even like championing you, you kind of become lost and get a little discouraged and people kind of find, you know, um, other opportunities elsewhere. But yeah, man, I will say it is more representation than uh, when I first got into the industry. Um, a lot of younger um, uh, people are coming into the industry and Adidas and Nike has did programs where Serena, uh, Serena Williams design crew, where they're bringing in minorities to come in or uh, with Adidas don't the seat program where they're allowing young minorities with different backgrounds that may have not did the traditional design route or, um, you know, your marketing route. And they allow them to kind of work within the brand for a year or two and, and allow them to kind of get full time positions along the way, which is really, really awesome. And it definitely prepares them instead of uh, kind of, you know, bringing someone in from the outside that may not be aware of the cultural uh, shock that you may experience in a corporate setting, but we definitely have to do a better job of it. But I definitely believe it happens. It happens with empowering people that look like us in those leadership roles that are able to establish, um, you know, safe havens for, for young people and young professionals growing up within the sneaker industry, which, um, there isn't a whole lot, even um, in Nike basketball. I believe I'm the only uh, black designer in Nike basketball right now uh, for footwear, I should say, which um, is still pretty shocking being that we are, you know, make up so, so much amount of Nike, yeah, <laughs> Nike basketball uh, yeah, products. So um, definitely it's it's room to grow there. Uh, I will say people are more open to have these conversations now. Unfortunately, with uh, everything that happened with George Floyd and stuff, uh, you do feel like you're a PN and uh, you can be a little bit more um, outspoken if you do feel a way about things. Because prior to that, it was kind of like, it is what it is. Like you really can't say a whole lot, but at least now I do feel a little bit more confident. My peers, I will say, feel a bit more confident with expressing themselves when they do find things that may be a, a, an issue in the workplace. But uh, definitely, we have to do a better job with uh, getting more of us in those positions. But it starts with like leadership setting that direction because um, a lot of times, man. Um, unfortunately, even if it's subconsciously, uh, you tend to uh, empower those who are you know remind you of of yourself so if leadership is all you know a certain race or you know gender or whatever it may be they're going to continue to bring those people along the way and not saying that um that's the case all the time especially if you're successful but usually Mm -hmm. that's the case where it's Mm -hmm. like you don't really have someone to you know again like a Dwayne Edwards or Jason Maiden when they were at the brink where I could kind of have that blueprint to see okay I can eventually be the director of this or the head of this because you could lay the foundation for it and also make me aware of those traps and things that may you know derail me from that progress so um, we definitely need more of that Um, I will say um, shout out to uh, VP of Kids right now at Nike Um, his name's Ron Wright he's been there for a very long time but he's been a very 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 uh, influential person in, in my career so far uh, within Nike in this past year some change he's really really good guy he does a very good job of bringing the youth around him and making sure we're good but he's one you know we need more uh, of that uh, potentially there and definitely with women um, as well where it's not a whole lot of uh, women leaders in, in those spaces as well but across the board uh, the industry is needed um, and I will go back to my time at Adi which was uh, probably the most diverse experience we had a lot of younger people there but um, Adidas LA they have a interesting setup there but definitely felt uh, the most like culturally kind of connected um, I felt within the company just because everyone kind of sat at the table was super diverse it wasn't like one or two of us it was a, a good amount of um, people that look like me but also different 
races, different genders, different everything. So that was a good opportunity there. Uh, and hopefully we can see that reflect across the rest of the industry moving forward. But All right. Well, we're glad we got you on the inside, you know, because we definitely need, you know, more positive intent uh, um, mm-hmm. to get these conversations uh, mm-hmm. started because that's that's where it starts um, the conversation bridging these gaps you know there's a lot of unconscious bias going on that's what it yeah. sounds like I've heard a little bit sometimes the people that are making those uh, decisions they don't realize that they're just still inside of their comfort zone and not understanding that their consumer is way more is 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 mm-hmm. a lot more diverse than that 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 line Absolutely. of sight in that circle so just being able to have an open mind but yeah just having that uh conversation to make sure that every all the actions are intentional um like we you know at soul material podcast we are very serious about uh diversity equity inclusion i'm a mm-hmm. leader in public broadcasting for uh, you know, for, right. for diversity as well. So just always mm-hmm. making sure that we have those intentional messages. Uh, um, and, you know, it's just, it's just intent, you know, um, again, mm-hmm. you talked about it from your own personal life, from, yeah. you know, the role models and just being able to look to see that something's tangible, uh, um, you know, you know, when other cultures have more higher frequency of things in front of them that look like them, that, you know, it loses the value of why we need uh, uh, mm-hmm. a certain uh, uh, representation. And it's not even like, you know, we can, we'll prove ourselves when we get the opportunity, um, uh, you know, but it's just like, do we get this, the door open for us? You know, it, yeah, you know, absolutely. and then even before that, is it for us? Sometimes you don't know yeah. if it, 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 it's for us because you haven't seen it. So, uh, um, so absolutely. again, um, glad you're able to uh, find people within uh, the system as well, uh, um, because that's what we also talk about, especially to our younger demographic, to make sure that you, uh, um, you know, reach out, build relationships. All right. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes, kids, that we have just talking about the, the importance of relationships. All right. It's not just the transactional uh, um you know it, it get you so many different ways uh, uh, um uh, in your life so no appreciate you um xavier just going into more detail on the on the business side um and then mm-hmm. just some of the aspects of you know the business components um with you know as one of those business components is human resources and the people so, yeah, so, so again that's why that's what makes us different over here is that we're talking about all of the elements uh, 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 and we're breaking it down because that's a, a key foundation because if that doesn't work then it won't translate all the way to the end game uh, to the consumer or there'll be too many holes in it right uh, um, yeah, so absolutely. Uh,